resort. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. This week's guest is a singer-songwriter based out of Florida who's known for changing his name more than I change my underwear. His new single just dropped, and his upcoming third album is in the final stages of production, with a release set for later this summer. Although not yet titled, you can be certain that it will most definitely feature shirtless cover art. Here to tell us about his music-making process and the likelihood of following in the footsteps of Prince by next changing his name to a symbol, Kaitano is here. (laughs) Hi. Hello. How are you? Welcome. Hi, I'm here. You I showed it. up. I made it. <laughs> to your living room. I love room. what you said about me. I love that. That was epic. I love that. So I found your music in such a weird way. I think like way back in the day when your first project came out, I came across it on streaming somehow. I think it was Spotify. And then I always had the album like burned to a CD and I found it recently, and I started looking for you, but you change your name every fucking five minutes, so I couldn't <laughs> find you. So I was trying to find you, and I was like, I wanna, I wonder if he's like still putting stuff out, like, but I'm, lo- I'm looking up the old name at this point. So somehow I came across a collaboration that you did with someone else, and then I went to that person's YouTube channel and found their Instagram, and then started scrolling through their followers until I could see someone who looked like you. So I had to stalk <laughs> you out just to find you this last time. So that's that story. I mean, listen, listen, the name change thing, honestly, it's not something that like I thought I was going to do, but like as it happened, it was something that I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been going through a lot of like rebirths lately. And like each time that like I've changed my name, I feel like I've gone into a different version of, to my, of myself, mm-hmm. a different part of myself. And I grew as an individual, as an artist. So I felt like where I was, completely everything where I was didn't even fit me anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so you heard Yovano. (laughs) (laughs) Then we went to Kyle Baselene and Nara Caetano, which all three names have like different symbolism of meaning of where I was in that life. Like, like Yeah, like where I was in my life at the time. And I can say, like, this name is the final one. I'm not changing it. But, like, the <laughs> I name don't believe you. Do... <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe it when I see but, it. Okay, so you will. But the name actually derives from uh, Japanese culture. And I'm really into Japanese culture. I love anime. I'm, mm-hmm. like, all about that. I love their mannerisms. I love how they, like, really super family-oriented. So I've always been in touch with that part of myself and their culture. Mm-hmm. And the name Tano actually stands for a person that provides many offerings or many gifts. Oh, that's cool. I like that a lot. It, it definitely wasn't something I just pulled out of my ass and I was like, oh, yeah, let me just do this. No, I thought about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I definitely thought it really fit me where I am now and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Well, as a creative person, you get to be crazy and make decisions like that. So we'll accept it. I mean, like, look at Beyonce, Sasha Fear. What are you talking Beyonce. about? That bitch has one name. She makes up a it, couple. It's Woody. Listen, Megan Thee Stallion, Tina Snow. Where I'm from, that's called multiple personality disorder. But, you know, we'll accept (laughs) it. Tell me about where you grew up. I actually grew up in Long Island. Me too. A Long Island gang. (laughs) Um, I grew up in Long Island. I was actually born in Stony Brook. Mm -hmm. I was raised in Riverhead. 
And then I literally moved around all over the island since then. My mom didn't normally keep us in the same place for like over like three years. So I went from Riverhead, then we went to Coram, then we went to Selden, Farmingville. Coram, woof. Incinery. Coram's nice. <laughs> no, it's not. Coram's nice. Coram's yes, the ghetto. Coram's no, the white ghetto. Not, <laughs> not the Coram you're talking about. I'm talking about like near Middle Island, like borderline Coram, like, you know, like Lake Point. You know where Lake Point is? No. Where the old Kmart used to be? No. Okay, well, then you know what? You definitely don't know what I'm talking about. I know the Home Depot shopping center in Corum where you can go at any time of the day to buy crack if you need it. (laughs) Okay, well, it's past that. For people listening, these are all random towns on Long Island, in case you don't know that we are close to. From Long Island. (laughs) Yeah. I miss Long Island. I really do. I really do. But, like, honestly, I feel like leaving that place definitely gave me more of... A personality. If I stayed there, I probably wouldn't be the person I am now. So where did music start for you and what is your earliest memory of it? Actually, the reason why I started getting into music was because of my grandma. Mm-hmm. She actually got me a piano, a baby grand. It mm-hmm. was dark cherry wood. And she came to my house and I was nine years old. And she literally had it on the truck. She comes knocking on my door. My grandpa's trying to get it off the truck. And she's mm-hmm. like telling my mom, oh, I got this for Kyle. I got this for Kyle. I got this for Kyle. And she, my mom's like, what do you mean? Like, why would you do that? Like, I don't think like he's like interested in that. Like, <laughs> and she's like, no, she's like, no, trust me. Like, I think he would love it. I think he would love it. Cause my grandma always liked how I would know every song. Like I just would know every single song, like everything she said, the old stuff, the new stuff. I just knew it. Right. I would hear her play it. My mom play it, my dad. So whatever. So boom, she brings in the grand piano. And then after that, She's like, she sat me down. She's like, listen, like, you know, like, do you want to learn this? Because I got this for you. And I'm like, I mean, like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll take a whack at it. I was nine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really didn't know. But then I literally was self-taught. I taught myself how to play by ear. And I just went from there. That's crazy. And yeah, yeah. So, like, I can literally play anything I hear. Anything I hear, I can play on the piano, the cello, and the guitar. That's wild. The students. cello. Holy shit. Yeah, I've been playing the cello since I was thir- 13. And like, I didn't know how to read music until I learned how to play the cello. Mm-hmm. Once I learned how to play the cello and read music, then I could read piano. Music. Right. So then I learned. How- but it was so much easier because I already knew how to hear everything. Right. I already knew every note by ear. Right. So then like seeing it and then hearing it, it just made me. Yeah. How old were you when you started experimenting with songwriting? Uh, Eleven. What were you writing 11. about at 11? <laughs> I actually know the lyrics of my first song. Oh my God, what are they? Like, Tell me. My my superficial attitude knows me so well. <laughs> These pretty bad bitches know my dudes too well. Wait, oh my God, can I curse? <laughs> oh yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. I literally say cunt every five seconds. I'm sitting in the chair that we got rough in. You got your hand on the gun. It's aimed at me. All my friends, like literally. What literally, the I was fuck? Oh my god. Crazy, right? That's disturbing Crazy, and exciting right? all at the same time. I mean, like, I just didn't have any <laughs> I, I really didn't know where I was going. And the type of music like I listened to when I was young was like very it wasn't like dark, but it was very like melodic, melancholy. Mm-hmm. You know, the weekend was coming out when I was young. I was a huge Lana Del Rey fan. She How old are you? Me. I'm twenty-four. Oh shit. Wow. Oh, I'm I'm old. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean the weekend was coming out? The weekend was coming out. I was already 
getting drunk and smoking blunts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 12 when the weekend. Oh came my out. god. How old are you? 29? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're not old. I'll be Don't thir- say that. I'll be 30 this yeah. year. Okay, and that's not old. No, Age I'm excited. It's, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, it is. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Shut but, up. Keep going. <laughs> I just really was listening to music that was really not sad, but it was very like violins violas mm-hmm. piano and i and i feel like i still resonate with like a, a lot of those parts of myself and i feel mm-hmm. like that's going to be implemented in my new music that's coming out now mm-hmm. like because like i'm learning a lot of piano ballads like for my own music that i'm going to be like releasing on my next project there's mm-hmm. going to be a few piano ballads oh, which that. i'm really curious about how people are going to react to that yeah like, i'm like oh wow people are going to like this or they're going to like it and i'm like oh fuck this nigga da, da, da. you know what i mean <laughs> i'm just curious you know it's very um yeah, I'm very curious. What was it like the first time you went into the studio? And how old were you? I was 14. Uh, I have a friend who's a producer. His mm-hmm. name is Kyle, a.k.a. He goes by Climax. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a producer. He's a rapper also. And um, he was my friend when I was in like eighth grade, going into ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And literally, he put a foam pad up in his closet. And he put the mic literally facing the phone pad. We put his bed, um, his bed up as a shield by the door. And literally had his laptop. We had the audio interface and me in between this freaking memory foam and a bed. That's dope. And that was my first time. That's great. <laughs> Honestly, if I never recorded like that, then like I probably wouldn't be able to appreciate the experience of a studio right but at the same time you really can get the same quality if you're doing and mixing an audio engine like an audio engineering correctly right so like he was a great audio engineer and like having that experience with him the first time he taught me that like oh it's not really about where you are it's about how you're mixing it and the leveling etc right so yeah but you still do some of that right because you were doing i saw you were on instagram live like a couple months ago and you were, I don't know where you were, if it was a studio or at home or whatever, but you were recording yourself, like you were by yourself. Yes, I do have my own at-home studio now. I have a mic, I have an audio interface. That's awesome. Um, I have a whole memory foamed out closet. Like, I literally started doing it myself. Because what what, what I realized is that me having the raw vocals, I can just send it over to an audio engineer and then boom, there right. you go. Right. Song. Instead of me wasting my money. Right. I'm I'm not saying I don't like the studio experience because I do. You yeah, know, but it's different when you have to pay for it when you're coming up. Exactly. And I feel like it saved me a lot of money. And it's also gave me a really like open ended creative outlet because right. like, now I like I'm in control of like, oh, I can do this. I'm not running on time. I'm right. not running on anybody else's time but my own. So I can take as much time as I need on this. I can take as much time as I want on this until it's as perfect as I desire, you know? And it's also a great you know? skill to have creatively that you're able to do it if you want to in the future. Yes. And wherever you are, you can kind of set yourself up. And if you're like feeling like you're ready to do something, you can just do it. You don't have to wait on anybody else. It's always good exactly. to be self-sufficient, especially in a creative project. However, 
I struggled with what you just said for a long time, waiting on other people. Right. Because I didn't always have a home studio. And I was just like, oh, my God, I have to go to a producer. Oh, my God, I have to go to an engineer. Oh, my God, I have to go to the studio and spend $400. Yeah, right. Like four hours. Right. And like that hindered me a lot more than it helped me. So it's like I had to learn that lesson. I had to figure it out. Like, yo, bro, like. Right. You're independent as fuck. Like, do your thing. Yeah, but (laughs) that's exactly why I decided to like learn everything myself doing this show and buying all my own equipment. I'm not fucking waiting on anybody's time. So like I came to the studio today because I needed just a space because my apartment is getting renovated. It's like a fucking war zone in there. I want to die. But that's besides the point. (laughs) I got here today and he was like, oh, you can set up all this. He was showing me all his equipment. And I was like, no, no, I got my own shit. Um, And he was like, oh, well, you sure if you want to use this, whatever. I like to have my own shit and do my own shit. I like to take home all my stuff after I'm done here and edit myself and do my whole thing. I don't like to fucking wait on anybody else. So I had to learn to do everything I wanted to do on my own, which was frustrating. And I almost threw my computer at the wall a few, a few times. But now that I know how to do it, I'm not limited. I can pick up and go anywhere I want and do yes. shit like this. Yes. You know? I love that. That's why I'm trying to get more into producing. Yeah. Though I've like co-produced and I've helped make beats before, like, and I've done music composition, like I've come up with like the melodies, et cetera, like how the song's gonna be put together, what's mm-hmm. gonna be where. Like me like being a straight up producer, like making this beat and like I can just do it. Like it hasn't been something like I'm very talented at. Yeah. And though I can come up with like the idea of what it's supposed to be, like actually putting it into work was like hard for me. Like I can direct somebody, but I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. So like that's something I'm actually tapping into too. So like I've been like doing that every day. I actually signed up for a class like a few weeks ago. I've been taking it on Pro Tools. And yeah, so we're gonna see how that works. All right, that's fun. (laughs) So in 2016 you released your first full length project in Delicate under one of your 72 names. Um what was the process (laughs) of putting that project together? Oh my God. That process. We're really going back to 2016. Number one, 2016 was like one of the best years of my life. I bet it was your first shirtless cover. (laughs) It wasn't. I actually had the palm tree on that cover. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, there was a single that you did where you were laying in bed under the sheets. That's Kiki. No, no, no. There was another one. That's not the first. I promise you. I will pull it up. Don't play with me expecting oh no you did your research i see <laughs> no you i was just there I, I didn't research i was there at the time <laughs> i was like who is this shirtless motherfucker oh my god <laughs> i can't with you <laughs> anyways so i actually recorded that whole project in a basement oh literally shit. in a basement no equipment aside from a mic and literally like like that ghetto shit i described you before really <laughs> freaking beds on the wall trying to block out the sound i used a curtain to cover up the mic with my friend and i actually did that project with climax mm-hmm. and climax um he's been he's been he was my producer for my first two projects i'm sure we're gonna talk about my second one but mm-hmm. he was my producer for my first two and i feel like what it taught me in that process was that like i liked being in control of my own stuff and i feel like yeah that's really what it taught me like and it taught me that like to accept other people's opinions and to learn from other people's opinions, but I don't have to always do them. Right. And I don't have to always like put forth what they expect from mm-hmm. me, you know what I mean? And to the work that I developed in the first place. Right. And like, you know, like people didn't like that when I, I would like go to the studio and feel that way. But then like, I, I used to be like, you know, like, why am I accepting criticism for a person that doesn't even know how to do this? Like, right. I'm like, right. I'm like, 
I'm like, I get, I, I get like it matters, but I'm like, I'm like, you can't even sing. Like you can't even write Right. But also like, you're not attached to the project after it's out. Like when the song or the, or the album comes out, it's your way because it's your product. Like that person's not attached to it as much anymore when it goes out yeah. into the world. So you want it to be yeah. the way that you want it and the way that but you think hard. it should sound. But that's hard when somebody's producing it and they want to put their two cents in right. everything. Right. So you see, so that's where I was having difficulty at. And it wasn't like a bad thing. It was more of a learning experience. You know, some conflicts did arise, but they were all good conflicts because it just taught me more about myself and who I wanted to be. Right. And how I wanted to show myself to the world. Right. And I feel like at where I'm at now is like at the peak and at the alchemy of that. Right. So, but it's also yeah. a result of where you were then, which is cool. Oh, yes, it is. Okay, so there's a song on that album called Can You. That's my favorite song. I still listen to it to this day. Who is it that sucks it like a Hoover? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tell us? Um, <laughs> I didn't write that part. Who wrote it? Um, my friend Nick Vignola, his name is Vig, yo. He's popping, yo. Shout out to Vig, bro. He really killed that verse, bro. <laughs> he came there. No, I didn't even know he was going to be on the song. I, I didn't expect him to be. But when I showed him the beat and I showed him what I was sampling and then I showed him like that, like the styles, mm -hmm. he's like, yo, put me on this right now. I'm doing it right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who sucks it like a Hoover, but All right, well, like let's move on from that because that's not the answer I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you put out two singles in 2017 and then you kind of like disappeared for a while until your second project came out, which was in 2020. What were you doing during the time that you weren't releasing music and why did you choose to wait so long? Wow. Two part question. Keep up. Damn. <laughs> I was in a relationship, uh, a bad one, mm -hmm. uh, a really, really bad one. Mm -hmm. And I was also in college and I just chose to just really keep to myself because, like, I didn't really know where I was going as an artist. I kind of was giving up all my dreams. I was so focused on love, and, like, I never really experienced love before, and it wasn't mm -hmm. the right type of love, and, like, he, he was... Uh, <laughs> he just, yeah, it just... It just was really, really bad. You know, it was a very negative moment of my life, and I didn't even think that I was going to be able to release music again, honestly, because, like... I was in such a place where like I just was I had no motivation to and like I was so focused on like other aspects of my life and those on all those other aspects weren't bringing me joy not right. my job not my friends not my relationship nothing was bringing me joy but once I got back in touch with that mm -hmm. that's when I was able to come out with inward <laughs> my second project right and honestly during that time period it was very, very awakening. That's why I changed my name again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should just do it for every album at this point. We'll make it like a thing. That's, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Also during that time period, I just had a revelation within myself that music is me. Right. You know, like I am music. Like it's who I am. Like it's how I operate. It's how I empathize. It's how I relate to people. It's how I get healing. It's how I heal others. It's how I heal myself. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that was my connection and I was missing and I lost it along the way of trying to find myself and trying to build myself in, in images mm -hmm. that I thought people would want from me, that I thought people would be satisfied with. Right. Because I was a little bit, you know, you know how when you're getting older, you know, you're just trying to figure shit out. You know? Yeah. And are you are you feeling like you're getting older at 24? 
I don't. <laughs> I really don't. No, Wait, twenty seven's no. gonna smack you right in the mouth. Get ready. Twenty seven. I, I feel like with age comes more wisdom and it comes more clarity that you didn't have before. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like it's not a bad thing. You know? No, it's not. Like I, you know, as long as you're taking care of yourself and you're looking good and you doing your thing, <laughs> and go to the, pff, there ain't no issue, bro. There ain't no issue, bro. You know. I feel like people are so obsessed with that. Like, oh my yeah. God, I'm eating old. Oh my yeah. God, I'm 25. Oh my God, I'm this. Like, I was like, why? Like, you know, like at least you made it there. Right. People, some people don't make it there. But some I think it, I think it's it. also part of like how fulfilled you feel with what you're doing. Because I used to feel like that throughout my 20s, like from like 24, 25 on, I would be like, oh, I'm getting older. Like I'm, I'm going to be out of my 20s soon. And I feel like it's because I wasn't feeling fulfilled or accomplished in almost anything I was doing. So now at 29, I feel so excited about everything that I'm doing that I'm actually looking forward to what's going to happen with the next year, what's going to happen with the next two years. So now I feel like motivated and excited and I'm not afraid of getting older because I feel like I'm accomplishing something. So I think when you feel like time is passing and you're kind of doing nothing, it scares you. And then when you get to a place where you feel like you're doing something that you're supposed to, you feel less upset or less scared. You know what I mean? Now I'm excited. You're you're on the money, yo. Yeah, I know. I usually I just, am. <laughs> like, that was beautiful, man. Like, I just empathize with you so much, like, on so many levels. That's exactly how I feel right now. Yeah. When I was treating myself shitty, when I was doing shitty things, when I wasn't treating nobody right around me, when I wasn't even growing in any aspects of my life, you're right. That's exactly where I was because, like, I was at a point where that was like that period that we were, we were talking about. Right. That's what I was doing, and I feel like it was a really dark period of my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's just like you know, we're moving on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a song on Inwood called "The Escort," which is <gasps> one of my favorites. Who is the somebody that would give it to you, winter or summer? Or did you not write this one either? I wrote this one. This one I wrote. This one I wrote. Of course. I write all my stuff. Everything that I'm on, I write. The escort, um, winter and summer. Who's that? I like so, that line. So somebody, honestly, it's actually somebody who I was screwing in the Bronx at the time. <laughs> and actually, I know really no, I'm really no, I'm really no, I'm really being uh, No, no, they, no they, 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 they were fired. The shit was fired. Yeah. You know, shit was fired. Yeah, and, the Bronx um, usually is. <laughs> Hey, I don't listen. I, I never said I hang out over there. I mean, listen, no shade, no hate to the Bronx. No shade, no hate to the Bronx. They don't have much to do, so they better be good at fucking. <laughs> they don't get a lot done over there. I know, but I mean, like you know, at least I mean that that's really all that he was good for. I mean, like that's why I said give it to me. It's summer, like, oh my god. So the yeah. elevation between the first project and the second project is nuts. Like it's a very clear level up in production, vocals, writing. Like the whole project kind of sounds like richer, I guess is the way to say it. So what changed as far as how you were making music between the first project and the second project? Or was it just like natural growth between you and the person that you were producing it with? Okay, no, it definitely wasn't natural growth. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. But I started studying myself mm-hmm. and I started studying what was good about me, what was bad about me, or not what was bad. Well, you know, I could say that. But what, what was bad about me and mm-hmm. what I needed to change, how I needed to, you know, take care of my voice, how I needed to deliver my messages and like my tone and my timbre. Like I just started studying all those things about myself. Right. And I also started studying the instrumentals and the styles that I wanted to 
branch out in and go into. It's like with the first project, I was kind of winging it. With the first project, I really didn't know what I was doing. I kind of just like people were giving me beats. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to try this. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to try this. Yeah. I'm just going to try this. With the second one, I put a lot of thought into it because I really thought about the messages I wanted to send. Not mm -hmm. saying I didn't do that with the first one because I did. Right. However, not as broken down as I did with this one. And I feel like the growth that came was with me. Oh my God. The growth that came was with me figuring out mm -hmm. what I am and who I am and like how I work with myself. Because like once I started analyzing like, oh shit, like try this shit. Oh shit, sing like this. Oh wow, that sounds fire. Oh bro, you can rap too. Because right. I started rapping on the second project too. I don't know if you know this, if you heard yeah. like, you know, like my flows. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really doing that on much of the first one because I wasn't really confident in that. Right. But on the second project, it's just like, I just wanted to just jump more in the deep end. Right. And jump into the unexpected. Because I feel like my genre, actually, I actually want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like my genre is? Bitch, this is not your interview. I'm interviewing you, motherfucker, <laughs> okay? Um, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a few things. I think there's some R&B elements to it. Um, I think there's pop to it. But I don't think it really fits in one genre or a box. And I think that that uh, is becoming more common and more popular in mainstream music where things don't really fit into one genre and they just kind of place it where they think it should be. Um, so I think it fits in a little bit of a few. I don't think it really oh. needs one. Thank you. And who gives a it's shit? Called, you know how that's called though. What? That's called alternative. That's called alternative. Well, <laughs> they have to pick a name for fucking everything these days. Even if you don't have a gender, you still have a label. Literally, that's a, ain't that a fact. <laughs> don't even get me started. That is not the conversation we're having today. How long after Inwood did you start working on more music? Because you had two singles in 2021, um, To Be In Love and Vibrant, but not a full album. So, like, were those meant to be their own, like, standalone moments? Or are you just always kind of working on music at all times? How does that work? Okay, so To Be In Love and Vibrant were supposed to be on the project. Mm -hmm. uh, I scrapped the whole project. <laughs> I scrapped like a, the a whole, separate project after Inwood. A separate project. Okay. I scrapped the second. That was supposed to be my third project. That is now the third project that I'm coming out with now. So, okay. do you understand? No, I'm confused. So you took stuff. It's the same music that you were going to release then that you're going to release now. No. Okay. Those two singles were supposed to be were supposed to be a part of another project that, that you I was going to release. Gave up on. Yeah, I yeah. totally scrapped her. Okay. She was done. <laughs> she did not make it to the cut because you know you shouldn't assume her gender <laughs> <laughs> yo okay it was a she <laughs> okay i'm just fucking with you i know she did not make it and like i was okay with that because i felt like the music that i was creating at that time it's like vibrant and to be in love were the only like peaks at that time mm -hmm. and like they just didn't make it but now i i have a whole project done Mm -hmm. It's gonna come out. <laughs> oh, we're getting there. And I know, but um, the point is, uh, like, all I'm trying to say to you is that those those songs were meant to be standalones. Those songs were meant to be standalones because okay. those were like my peaks at the at that moment. And although I wanted to put out a project in 2021, I don't think it was like time. I don't think I was like aligned good enough as right. much as I am now. So I feel like, yeah, that's how I feel about that. 
I think Vibrant is your best song so far. <sighs> Thank you. I do. It's my favorite. I feel like you can hear the maturity in your voice and your writing from like the first project and the second project. I also literally jizz on the floor with that fucking um, note with the harmony in the bridge. There's a note oh, in the bridge where you go that. high and then you, but it's yeah. harmonized. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I live for like a stacked vocal. I can't get enough of it. I love that. I love that shit. I replayed that part over and over like 20 times when I listened to it. And I like lip sync the harmony in the bathroom when I'm in the shower <laughs> because I won't try to sing that out loud. It would, people would die. Honestly, it took a lot for me to hit that note. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it took me. It took me a few tries too. You know, I had to. You know, yeah, put a little work on that. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you start writing a song that you don't end up finishing? I just did that like about like five minutes before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there's still time. So, like, how often do you really start writing something and then just abandon it? Like, what percentage of songs that you start writing never get finished? Only, like, 10% of them don't get finished. Oh, that's good. That's a good ratio. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, honestly, like, I'm really one to keep working at it and keep working at it and keep working at it until it's done. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really don't care how long it takes because some songs can take me, you know, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Some songs can take me five minutes. Some right. t- songs could take me three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've written a song for three whole months before until it was entirely finished. Mm-hmm. You know, it really depends on where I'm at and what I'm doing and like how the song resonates with me at the time. Right. And then it, if it stops, then I won't write it. You know, like if it stops resonating, I'll just leave it alone. And then like some random moment will happen. I'll be out at, <laughs> for drinks with one of my friends. And then like, she's like, you know, and, you know, he, he just broke my heart the way he said this to me. And I'm like, you know what, Becky? <laughs> you're right let me put that in my song like you know what I mean like like, yeah. like that happens where I'm just kind of like I'm honestly just inspired all the time yeah at random moments I start writing randomly no matter where I'm at what I'm doing <laughs> like it really doesn't matter like yeah I can get inspired after having sex I can get inspired after smoking a blunt I can get inspired after going for a run having uh-huh. a conversation it happens almost sporadically it's kind of like I can't control it I feel that way about about jokes. Like I have like a whole iPhone note full of like years stuff, like years of stuff that I've written. And I feel that way all the time. Like sometimes I'll be having a conversation and something will come out and I'll be like, oh, that's funny. I got to write that down. And no matter like where I am and what I'm doing, I have to write it down because I will forget it. And then I'll be like, what the fuck was the thing I said yesterday that was so funny, (laughs) especially if I'm high. If I'm high, it's worse. (laughs) But like I walked around the neighborhood just a couple months ago. Um, Christmas time and I was looking at these stupid Christmas lights that these people had first of all there's only two types of Christmas lights okay there's regular white Christmas lights and there's normal size multicolor Christmas lights I don't know where these strips are coming from that people are using like it's a goddamn airport <laughs> runway on their fucking roof and they're like literally um, like LED blue but it's disgusting so I was walking around <laughs> and I had this whole thought in my head about Christmas lights I started writing about that then I saw a family of squirrels And I thought of this whole story in my head because he got, I don't remember what it was. He got scared and like ran away or something. And I was like, here we are walking down the street at three o'clock in the morning, smoking a blunt, like fucking degenerates in my neighborhood. And we scared this poor squirrel who was just trying to get some food. And now his family's going to starve. You know, there's a family somewhere waiting for him to bring back all the nuts for the winter. He could be dead because of us. We killed a whole family of squirrels. So like, I'll think of like random shit like that all the time. And I just have to write it down or it's all gone. 
Yeah, there's well, something, then something wrong with cutting, me. No, there's not. No, we're you know we're very much alike in a lot of ways. You're like honestly making me realize that now. Like there's <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. There's not a lot of times where I talk to people where they were able to be like, oh, you know, like I do that too. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. So yeah. it's comforting. It's comforting. <laughs> it's comforting. Yeah, I feel like anyone who's creative in some kind of sense that involves. I mean, creative people are similar in certain ways in general, but when you're specifically writing stuff, no matter what it is, songs, jokes, um, scripts, whatever, I feel like there's a lot of similarities in those people in how they like organize their ideas. Okay, so let's talk about the songs that you've put out so far this year. Kiki, Mm. tell me about that. That's my second favorite to Vibrant. And let me tell you what, I thought I wasn't going to like it because I hate that term. And I hate the way the gays use it. So when I Ugh. saw the title, I was like, fuck this song. I was like, I know I'm going to fucking hate this song. But then the way you did it was so good. It was so good. I fucking love that song. That's my second favorite to Vibrant. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, that song is about someone very clearly who I met at a Kiki. Do they know? And... Do they know it's about them? Yeah, they do know. They do know I told them. Good. I, I told Fuck them after them. it came out. I told them. I told them after it came out because I didn't want to tell them like before, like you know, like, like after it came out, they're like, "Oh, like I love the song." Like, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. and like, and then they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, it's about you, me? asshole." No, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He goes, he goes. Aren't you talking about the time though when we were at the party? Because like you were saying things. I'm like, oh shit. Oh bro. no. I'm like, you caught that, didn't you, bro? I'm like, you caught that. So he called and I was like, yeah, you know, you know that <laughs> <laughs> Um So you just one. went to a party and weren't having a good time and that's what inspired it? Um okay. Do, do you really want the T T? You want the T T or you want the T? Yeah, give me the abridged version. Oh okay. <laughs> so I went there with somebody <laughs> and I was really enjoying my time with them. Mm-hmm. And it was whack because I didn't know anybody there. And it was, it was when I first moved to Miami and I didn't know anybody. So like, it was like really overwhelming for me. And I'm not even a shy person, but just right. like setting it was in, you know, circuit music going crazy, bro. Everybody freaking naked. Everybody just, just doing oh my a God. lot. Sounds like, a my, lot. sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It was just a lot for me. I, I don't go anywhere. The gays collect. Yeah. It's <laughs> not, I totally don't recommend it. Nope. I totally don't recommend Won't it. catch me in the Anyways. leather vest. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Not me. Anyways, so I get there with my friend. He's like, oh, come. It's like 10 a.m., mind you not. It's 10 a.m. in the morning. Oh and he's God. like, oh, come to this party at 10 a.m. I'm like, a party at 10 a.m.? Like, <laughs> like, bro, like, what do you mean? I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, okay, I'll come. So I got all dressed up. I got all cute. I put on my button down. Oh, I had this nice, no. I had these nice shorts on. I had these loafers <laughs> that I just got. They were Gucci. I was looking <laughs> nice. I pull up. Everybody's like nearly naked. Oh my I'm God. like, I'm like, I'm like, what did I do? Like, did I like go to the wrong party? I'm like, I'm like, are we at the right place? He's like, yeah, we are. And he's he starts introducing me to people. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm like, this is totally not my vibe. Like, oh, no. like you see how I'm dressed and they're dressed and what I'm doing. And like uh-huh. it just makes any sense. And he's like, oh, take your shirt off. Oh, okay. And I'm like, bruh. Wow, is we not really bad. are similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. I see it. I feel it. Anyways, more of the story. I met somebody else there. 
who I totally wasn't interested in, uh-huh. who was trying to get with me the whole time I was there. And I was just like, I'm really not interested in you. Like, I really don't know why you want me to come to the bathroom with you and do cocaine. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really not doing that. Like, I'm just not that guy. Like, it's not, it's really not for me, man. Like, I'm just not doing that with you. So that's how that song came about. Oh, I love that. I love that. I've been to like two gay clubs in my life and both times I almost got into a fight and then I never went back. <laughs> because honestly, when you go to, I try to explain it to people who don't understand it. When you go to environments like that, specifically as men, like people just think that they can talk to you or approach you or act however they want towards you. Exactly. And I don't like that. Like I'm Me all about either. giving people respect and not in like that weird woke feminist way where everybody's got to like ask each other if they can kiss you after you've been dating for three months. That's stupid. <laughs> but like in the way that if I don't know you and you don't know me and you approach me, which I'm not trying to sound like, you know, pompous, that doesn't happen all the time. I'm not, you know, <laughs> but if that does happen, like, don't come at me crazy. Like, say hello. How are you? How start a conversation. You? Where are you from? Don't walk up to me and start saying some fucking reckless shit or like trying to put your hands near me. Cause like, or I, I me, as gay as I am, you, right? as gay as I am, I will, I will throw hands. I will punch you right in the face. <laughs> and that's what happened. I ended up fucking like tussling with some guy on the dance floor, the gayest shit I ever heard in my life. And I was like, I'm never coming back to one of these motherfucking <laughs> places again. And I never did. But I love the line of that song that says, um, I'd rather be rude than pretend that I'm fine. Cause like, same <laughs> story of my life. That's always me. Yeah. And like, that's, that's probably the reason why, like, I, in that scene, like, I just don't fit in. I don't fit in. And I tried, bro. Same. I tried putting myself, like, in the gay scene, in the clubs. And I just don't, like, it's like, you know, like, I'll go and have fun, but like, you know, like, I don't be hanging around, like, the people that are just in the scene. Like, I just don't fit that. Cause, like, they be talking shit about each other. They be doing all this other stuff. Right. And I'm just totally not a lot of drugs. I just don't need to do that. Yeah, I mean, drugs, sex, rock and roll, it's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much like everything in life. Um, but anyways, I'm always rude before I'm going to pretend that I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm not going to see, I'm not going to do that. And also, like, I just want to make it clear, too, because I've said a lot of bullshit so far. Like, anything that anybody wants to do with their own time, like, as long as you're not hurting anyone, whatever, do your thing. It's personally just not for me. I just want to make that clear because, you know, people get fucking crazy and they'll be like, you're a gay hater, you know, (laughs) God forbid. Um, So, like, I just I don't like that shit. And I wouldn't want to entertain someone who did because it's just not my style. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like if you're into any other activity that I am not into well, then clearly we're not a match. You know what I mean? So, like, I just don't yeah. spend time with people who are into that, but I don't want to make it sound like I'm fucking demon- demonizing anyone for putting on some leather and eating a stranger's ass. That's your business with the monkey pox out there. You do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I'm in the house well, until listen, further I've, notice. Listen, I've had my moments. I've had my moments. I'm not going to lie. Oh, same, same. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I've, done, I've done some shit in my day. I'm, I get it. But in the current situation of the monkey pox, I am on a sexting only hiatus. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't want that I shit. My face already looks like that on a bad week. I don't fucking need it. You're dragging it. <laughs> don't say that. Oh my God. Okay. Stay single. Tell me about that one. This song is not a diss song. This okay. song is a like, 
understanding who you are and your power song, understanding mm-hmm. that you're worth a lot more than the shit that you compromise for. Mm. And you like that, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's, that's literally what it's about because I feel like I was doing that. I was settling and I was like, oh my God, like, oh, well, maybe this will work and maybe that'll work just because, you know, oh, well, they have this and, you know, maybe I won't be mad at them when I see them acting like this. And you know what I mean? It's not about that, but it's just like, you know what? Let me just work on myself. Let right. me just make myself the, like to the best that I can make myself. And I will attract the same. I will attract somebody who's on my level. I will attract somebody who has the same interests and who's on the same wavelength as me. Right. You feel I like me? That. Yeah, I like that a lot. So it's just like the song is about like just staying single until somebody comes around who's worth not staying single for, who's worth putting the effort in, who's worth actually putting that energy into that you're actually supposed to be putting into into yourself right. in the first and, place. And not settling. And I think like people have a weird relationship with settling. Some people do it, some people don't. But also like I don't I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But I'm also learning that you don't have to accept certain behaviors that you don't want to invite into your life. And that doesn't make you judgmental or a bad person because I have struggled through my twenties in relationships with like looking at certain people I've been with and being like, Oh, well this person is dealing with that and it's not fair to of me to judge them. But also like, it's not judgmental that I can respect you and whatever you're going through or dealing with, but also say, I don't want that to be a part of my life and what I'm doing. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I've had to learn that as I've gotten a little older and I guess with a little more experience. Next is Cut Ties, which just came out this week. Tell me about that. Cut Ties is a diss song. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cut Ties is not a diss song towards anybody else. It's more so a diss song for like, it's like, I'm not wasting my time and I'm not picking sides on like shit that I don't agree with. It's like, honestly, like stay single and cut ties are like brother and sister. Mm-hmm. I can really say cut ties is like the sister. Mm-hmm. Stay single is like the brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Do you get it? Or do you not? Yeah. Get it? Uh-huh. Do you get it? Okay, yeah. Cool. Anyways. So that song is really just like, fuck you. Like, it's just <laughs> like, you know, like I'm just not, I'm just not dealing with it. I'm just not dealing with it. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not even going to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. I hope you don't want to talk about it because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like done. It's just like, bum. it's like there, there's no more discussions. Like there's no more discussing about like, oh, what we could have, what we should have, maybe this, maybe that, maybe, uh, no, I really just don't want to talk about it. Let's just both move on with our lives and move on to better things because that's what I, that's what I'm going to do. And that's a, that's why I'm cutting ties pretty much. I really like um like the whispery soft vocals you've been doing on the newer stuff cuz like the older stuff there's a mix of like that and a little bit more of like stronger vocals but I feel like in all of the newer songs it's a little softer like your voice are you going for a specific sound or in a diff or like a specific direction for the third project not when it comes to that the third project's definitely going to have some vocals on it Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah yeah I just did it I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of holding back on that a little bit uh-huh. um I I, I kind of wanted to give people like a different flavor of myself right because like I know I have a strong voice and I know I'd be yelling and I know yeah I, I know I you know <laughs> so it's just 
I, yeah, I know. So it's just like I wanted to give them more like a more suave, more mm-hmm. sexy because like that, that that's how I was feeling. Like, that's how I was yeah. feeling. I'm like you know like, like you know I'm just like you know I'm that nigga like you know I'm <laughs> the fuck. So it's just God. like that's like I that's can't what I fucking to, that's take what I you. wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. So I like the style of that. I I, I feel like cut ties though. I fit cut ties is like kind of like showing a little bit of that. Yeah, I'm gonna more, put. You, that song on my sex playlist <laughs> <laughs> why that not that i'll be, have to be cutting? not that i'll be using it with the monkey box but <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you're crazy i mean cut ties definitely is not a sex playlist song it cut can ties be it's a song i can cut it can be it the, could be like a like cut a guilt is the song that you play when you're pre-gaming on the way to the club you're not at the club yet so you're not that no 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 it could be like not? it could be like a good hate fuck anthem Honestly, I just make everything sexual. It's my own fault. No, it's not your fault. I just actually didn't even think about it. It really could be. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, right. Fuck you. You can go with them. Breakup sex songs. Yeah, that really could be. <laughs> when is the third project coming out? <sighs> October. <laughs> oh, it's so far. Why is that so far? <sighs> no, it's fine. Honestly, I'm just gonna bully you into sending me all of the files in like Dropbox or something because that's what I do with all my friends that make music. (laughs) I make them send me all their unreleased shit. So I'm filming some videos. Oh, good. That was my next question because you haven't done a music video yet. I know. I've been holding back on that because I feel like I've written very specific treatments that I want for the videos. Like Mm -hmm. everything that I do from now and going forward is definitely going to have a very deep message to it good mm-hmm. or bad so like that's just what i want to represent as an artist that's who i represent like as myself as an individual like that's who i am right and i feel like i've just been really planning out the visuals for so long like i've been playing them for months mm-hmm. and i've been working with this uh director i'm not gonna say his name because he'll kill me mm-hmm. but um whatever he's great and we we've been really I mean, I have two done already. I have two videos done. Oh, already. that's sick. So, are they for yeah. are they for songs that are out or not yet? No, they're, they're, one of them. One of them is for a song that's out. Okay. One of them. I'm not telling you which one. Yeah, whatever. I'm not telling you which one. It's fine. Don't tell me. See if I care. Um, <laughs> what about live shows? The, live shows? Yeah, hundred percent. I actually perform at Miami Cava Bar every Friday. Oh I'm shit! Always there. Yeah, I do. I just haven't been really posting like much on social media lately. That's why I have to be the social media manager. I am not a oh social my media god. Why? Oh what are my you god! Doing? So high maintenance. I'm not high maintenance. Like, can you manage my social media for me? Like, <laughs> no, bitch. I'm busy. I don't have time to manage my own <laughs> shit anymore. I've got no more time left. You should have seen me today trying to like learn this stupid fucking plugin for GarageBand overnight last night and then trying to finish it today and edit this like video for this week's episode that i can post tomorrow i literally was in shambles today running around like a fucking lunatic i've got no more time but i love that for you like i love that you're doing like what you love me too i can't wait to do it when i can quit my job that'll be more fun (laughs) where do you see your career going over the next few years like what are your long-term goals in the next three years i feel like i will be releasing by that time, I mean, next, even next year, I plan on coming out with another project mm-hmm. at the beginning of next year. So it's just like, it, it, 
I, I really don't know where it's going. I know it's progressing, though, and I know it's going forward a lot more than it ever has before for me. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm going to be doing some collaborations with somebody who I used to do collaborations with as a group. Oh, that's fun. So, so yeah, Bella Presley, shout out, bro. I love her. She's like, I'm going to put you on. Trust me, I'm going to put you on. I'm okay. <laughs> I love that, though, because I feel like that's happening more commonly with artists where like two artists that make solo music or one makes solo music and another produces or something, they'll like come together and do a project together. And it's like a kind of one off thing. I think that's cool. I like that. It's 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 two of us. It's me and a girl. Mm -hmm. And like it's whoever. I don't know who's mixing it, but like I'm going to we actually came up with a project in 2018, but just for fun. Right. I, I'm actually gonna send it to you. I'm gonna okay. send it to you. I think you would love it. You would adore it. You would be like, "Why am I not making music with her?" But we are <laughs> again. And uh, yeah, you know, like I feel like I'm really just steering towards just being my authentic self, and like, w- w- which I already am, but like just like more so. Like it's just, and I feel like that's really just what's been allowing my career to progress. I say, mm-hmm. yeah, because I feel like I've always in the past like. I'm like, oh, what is this person going to think? What's that person going to think? And it's just like, no, it's like music is for everybody to have an interpretation on. Like, it's like, but it's my art. And like, I come out with it to release myself, to get rid of things, to let go of baggage. So it's just like, honestly, I really don't know where my career is going to go. I just know that it's going forward. That's pretty much it. What's your favorite song of yours so far? (gasps) California. It's not out yet. Ugh, what about that's out? Fine. Stay single. Do you want to know why, though? Because, like, I feel like that's how I feel. Like, that's how I'm currently feeling the most. And that's why people, like, everybody's like, oh, why aren't you in a relationship? Like, why aren't you with anybody? I'm like, bro, like, I mean, like, can I, like, wait for somebody to come and sweep me off of my feet? Like, damn, like, what's it to you? Like, (laughs) but also people put so much emphasis in the wrong places sometimes, I feel. Like, people are so obsessed with being with someone and not being alone that sometimes they try to force it and that's how you end up with the wrong people and also when you're trying to work towards something that requires a lot of time and attention and effort which we both are you can't be worried about nobody else you can't be worried about like i don't have the fucking time to be worried about anybody else but me and what i'm doing and how (laughs) much i need to do to get to where i want to be in the time that i want to get there you know like i don't have the rest i don't have my whole life i gotta get some shit done now period so fuck that shit same energy that i'm on bro like that's the same energy that i've been on so it's just like that's like where i'm at so that's why like i resonate with stay single so much i love that kiki second kiki second kiki second just have to put that in kiki second thing Honestly, I'm not going to accept this vibrant slander. Um, what is the accomplishment that you're most proud of so far? Um, being able to come out with music again. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much like what I'm most grateful for. Because like, honestly, like during my hiatuses, like I've been going through some shit, bro. Like, you know, like being an artist, like it's a lot. You know what I mean? I just feel like anybody who's an artist and who's a creator, it's a lot of work. It's mental strain. It's physical it's emotional especially when you're coming up with it all by yourself like right. i come up with all my concepts by myself right. yeah i may have people help me but i come up with everything so it's just like everything that i put out is usually a representation of my life right so like now that i'm able to come out with music now and like where i'm at like i just feel so good like that's honestly my greatest uh, like accomplishment so far just being able to do that 
in what aspect do you feel you've grown most as an artist since you started making music? Wow. I'm more open-minded. I'm very diligent with myself. I feel like I wasn't as before. Like, it's like I took myself seriously, but now, like, I really take myself, like, seriously to Mm -hmm. a different level because I'm aware of what I bring to the table now. I'm aware of what I can do. Who is your biggest inspiration musically? Oh, that's hard. I'll give you a couple. You can say more than one. Okay, Lana DeRay's definitely one like she's definitely the person that who inspires my lyrics god you're the second um, person i've interviewed that says that and i just can't stand her why can't you stand her bro let's not even do it so who's, it. who's next what's wrong with her no, uh, no, 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 no. i don't know honestly i'm no one to judge because i grew i'm a gay that grew up in the 90s so i love britney spears and people are like how the fuck can you listen to that so That's i'm no one to judge though. are you kidding me i'm just They're saying two totally different vibes. no no i'm uh, no 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 they are i'm just saying like People say to me, I don't understand how you can listen to her. She sucks. So, like, who am I to tell anyone? She She doesn't. She's (laughs) literally so important to pop music and pop culture in history. But we won't even go there. Lana Del Rey wishes. But who's next? (laughs) I do love I do love High by the Beach, though. That's a great song. Dope video, too. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. But that's but that's how I am like as a as a consumer of music because I love music so much and I'm so invested in so many different parts of what's happening. I can respect an artist that I don't personally prefer their music. I know I was making jokes, but like I can respect her talent and why people like her. And I would never say that she isn't talented. Her music's just not for me. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about Beyonce. Oh, you don't have to tell me. Mm-mm, I'm a Beyonce wow. hater. What? Don't do that. I mean. I love her work ethic, though. I think her work ethic is very inspirational, and it's great. I think she's an incredible performer. When you watch her on stage, she's incredible. I just, most of her songs, I'm just like, eh. Although I do do like the new project. It's not for me. The new album's good. I'm too sexy for this. (laughs) That's actually the one I was thinking of in my head. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the shit right now. Well, Bob Marley's my second one. Uh Uh-huh. One more. Bob Marley's my second um oh my god that's so hard scissor scissor i really love scissor what's your sign you're very fiery i'm an aries is that water or air that's fire oh (laughs) me too i'm a sagittarius you are yeah it makes a lot of sense right it does (laughs) fire gang i didn't know when's your birthday (laughs) i really was gonna ask you that earlier but i forgot I was like, oh, I wanted to ask him. I'm like, oh my God, what's the sign? But go ahead, tell me what's your birthday. Well, December 5th. Yeah. Who cares? Not me. Um, I do. Who is your favorite artist making music right now? Um, I have a few. Omar Apollo. He's mm, one of my favorites. Yes. Uh-huh. I love him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah, he's I great. I love him. Uh, Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. Kehlani. Mm-hmm. Kehlani's doing really good right now. And Kendrick Lamar. I'm still, like I was saying before, I'm still stuck on the Brent Fias album. I've been listening to that a lot. Okay, last question. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ever going to wear a shirt on your cover art? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. My last two cover arts were not me shirtless. Which ones? Cut ties and stay single. You were. You just couldn't see it. But we, we knew yeah. there was nothing there. Okay, so that we can now confirm no. that the third project will have a shirtless cover art. 
<laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. It was so much fun to talk to you about like the whole process of what you're doing. I love your energy. I love all the music that you're putting out. And it's always fun to like talk to somebody else who is kind of like on the same wavelength as me, maybe in a different way because I'm not making music, but um, it's a little bit similar. No, we're definitely, no, you're definitely similar. Like, no, definitely 100%. Like, yeah, 100%. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All of your singles and your first two projects are available everywhere. They're on Spotify. They are on Apple. They're on all the platforms. Tell everybody where they can find you or from like social media stuff. You can find me at I've been KT. Oh, yeah. He changed I... his Instagram name again. So thank God we didn't do this interview <laughs> four weeks ago. I've been KT. That's my Instagram. <laughs> that's my Twitter. That's my TikTok. That's all of it. It's all the same. Okay, and so, be on the lookout for the new project, which is not yet titled, or probably is, but you won't tell me anyway, um, in <laughs> October-ish, right? October, early October, yeah. Okay, can't wait. <laughs>